This message comes to you from Withenshaw Community Church, Manchester. We hope that you are inspired and challenged by God's Word. Thank you, Pastor Raz. Thank you for that warm welcome. Um, you know, my wife, when I met, met her in New Zealand, I actually had a rule in New Zealand that I wasn't going to date because it was too complicated. I thought, family on two sides of the world, that comes with its challenges, right? But she was Scottish, and so I thought it was okay that I could break my rule. <laughs> so there we go. Can I just say, it is fantastic to be in a Pentecostal Assemblies of God church. You know what? My dad is an AOG minister. I grew up in an AOG church on the Isle of Wight, and it is good to be here with you today. I love the energy in prayer and in worship, and also the skills on the drums from one so young. That was just awesome to see. Absolutely loving that. So yet in John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. Who wants fullness of life today? We all want some of that. So I, I want to look today at how fullness of life and the management of your money connect. I want to ask you, are you managing your money in a way that is giving you the kind of fullness of life that Jesus intended for you? And this isn't today about how much money you have, whether it's a lot or a little. I want to ask, is the way that you are managing it leading you into that fullness of life? See, about eight years ago, like I said, I grew up on the Isle of Wight, on the south of England. And I moved from the south to the north for university. And so we lo loaded up our family Ford Focus. So I was kind of in the back seat around about here. And I had a keyboard kind of coming up one side, a kettle on my lap, um, and some duvets packed around me. Um, if you've ever seen a car of a student going to university, you know what I mean. Kind of, you can't see out the back mirror, even the wing mirrors, it's kind of a stretch. You're peering around to make sure you don't crash into someone in your blind spot on the motorway. And so we drove up north. Um, and after about five hours stuck in the same position, I slowly got myself out of the car and started to familiarize myself with my new home. Um, so you get to know people, you say hi, you claim a cupboard in the shared kitchen, you set fire to the oven and the grill pan when you're doing lamb chops. Just, just, okay, just me on that one. Um, and you get your student loan, if you get a student loan, into your bank account. And let me tell you, when I first got that student loan in my bank, I felt so rich. No, it's like the biggest chunk of money I'd ever seen in my bank account. Oh, I'm so excited. And so you get it and you think, all right, I better pay my rent. And you do that. And then you think, right, how long is it going to last me? Okay, about 14 weeks. And so you divide it by 14. And <laughs> yeah, let's just say that the reduced aisle in the supermarket was my new best friend. <laughs> you know, when you're dividing it over about three months, you suddenly realize. But it felt good when it came into the bank account. But you know, everyone has a different approach to money when they come into university. So some of my friends, they went for the sort of crash and burn approach of max out your overdraft in your first term, live the high life, and just keep taking the cash out until the machine stops giving you money and you start to wonder what's happening. But you know, my personal favorite is this. I thought this is just fantastic. So student gets his student loan in, and on the very first day, he counts it all up, does the sums, and he goes, I know what I'm going to do. So he goes to Curry's and gets himself a 65-inch TV and an Xbox 
and then buys four months' supply of porridge oats. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you could, it's, it's one way of doing it. Look, here's my point. The way that we manage our money has massive implications for the way that we live our lives. All of us have some money to manage if you have a budget, if you're an adult, even if you're a 16, 17-year-old and you've got a summer job, you still have some money to manage. Um, and today is all about what that means for our lives. You know, CAP exists because we know that poverty steals, kills, and destroys. You know, it locks people into a life that's so much less than the fullness of life God has for them. And so as a charity, we partner with churches like you guys to release people from the chains of poverty and help them discover fullness of life in Jesus. I'm going to tell you more about that in a few minutes. Um, and so our main work is actually something called Debt Help and then some um, job clubs and, and fresh start courses that help people in a number of ways. But a few years ago, we created this thing called the CAP Money Course, which is what I'm here to talk about today. It's what you guys are doing to help people manage their money. And we kind of thought this would be a really cool community outreach course, you know, because money education is a huge need. Um, lots of people that could maybe grow in that area. But then, after a few months and a few years, we started hearing stories. And suddenly, our minds started to change about who it was for. And as I speak today, I want to challenge you, actually, maybe God wants to change your mind about who the Cat Money course is for. I want to give you a picture, actually, to explain what I mean. So I, I just need three volunteers for this. You don't have to do anything except stand up for about a minute. Could I just have three hands, please? Someone wants Great. So yeah, come up to the front. Pastor Az, do you want to come up to the front one at the back there? Yeah, in the grey suit. Do you want to come up to the front? Oh, actually, yeah. Come on in red. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Three's good. Three's good. So if we... Great. We've got three. Great. Awesome. Great. So if you just stand in a line here in front of me uh, and just face... Face these guys there. And maybe just spread out a bit. So if the lady in red, if you just go, yeah, to the right and awesome. Perfect. So I want to give you a picture here. Right? So over here we've got Evie. Now, Evie has decided what her priorities are for money. Um, she really enjoys her day-to-day -day spending, but also she's saving steadily to make her future hopes a reality. She's somehow so generous, even though you wouldn't think that she has that much from the outside. And she, not only that, but she actually, she really loves giving her money away. Um, and Evie always knows to the penny exactly how much is in her bank account. Okay, so that's Evie here on my left, all right? Um, now, over here, we have Tara. Um, just, you, you get the picture, just to give you an idea. Um, and Tara um, doesn't always know what she wants to prioritize when it comes to money. Yeah, everyone's chosen at random. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's just a picture. It's just a picture. Um, and even though you think they've got lots of money coming in, um, actually, just seems to miss out on life because the money's short. Um, and giving money away, it's hard to put that on the agenda because there's not often much left in the wallet. Thank you for being gracious. But... <laughs> And, you know, doesn't normally know how much is in the bank account. So you've got Evie, we've got Tara. Um, but I'm guessing quite a few of us are somewhere around here in the middle, a sort of middling Mary. We have a kind of general idea of what our priorities are. Um, but our budget, if we have one, it's kind of a little bit out to date. We did it, you know, six months, a year ago. It doesn't quite line up with what we do now. 
sometimes we're about a bit, a bit worried about how we can make it all work. And we have financial goals, but we're not 100% sure how we're going to get that. And ideally, we'd like to be a bit more generous than we are. And you know, what we found when we started running the Cat Money course was this, this thing that we thought was this amazing community outreach tool. Actually, most of the UK church is somewhere here in the middle. And the truth is most of us settle somewhere kind of here in the middle. We're okay with money, but there's more for us that God wants to give us. And actually, as we started offering this, people started grabbing it with both hands, not because they were like absolutely terrible with money, although, hey, it's all right, like everyone will be somewhere on the spectrum, or even if they were kind of all right with money, because everyone, you know what? Here's something that can help me do more with my money and live a greater life of freedom and live more of the life and the fullness of life that Jesus had with me. And so what I want to do today is when you look at this spectrum in front of you, I want to ask, keep this in your head. I want to give you three questions to help you put yourself somewhere along here and to ask yourself, what would life look like for me if I took one step in this direction? One step further into freedom and into the fullness of life that God has for me when it comes to managing money. Thank you, guys. You've been very supporting. You can take your seats now. I appreciate that. And, you know, great budgeting is, about, is not about planning God out of your finances or losing faith from your finances. It's about inviting God into every single penny of your money. And we'll get onto that in a sec. So here's my first question for you. Just to think of to yourself, how do you feel when you think about your personal finances? How do you feel when you think about your personal finances? Just take a moment with yourself. What words springs to mind? Now, if anxious, worried, or unsettled come to mind, you're far from alone. 49% of UK adults have personal debt over and above any student loans and mortgages. And on average, they lose 46 minutes of sleep a night worrying about that. Nearly half of all UK adults losing three quarters of an hour of sleep each night worrying about that. You know, I really love my sleep. My wife kind of notices if it's anything below about eight hours. We haven't had children yet. I'm, I'm, I'm not excited for that day, but it will be wonderful and blessed, I'm sure. 45 minutes, of 46 minutes of sleep. That's a lot. Now, part of CAP's work is also partnering with churches to help people in unmanageable debt. You know, people that are just often through no fault of their own, their finances are somewhere over here. And of the people we work with, 35% of them have considered or attempted suicide as a result of their debt. That may not be you today. It may, it may even be you. But you know what? Money can weigh on our minds so much. And for you, maybe, like I say, it's not that, but it's just the thought that if you know, if the boiler breaks... 
if the car went, there's this deep, deep anxiety that grips your soul at the thought of something unexpected happening. And you know, doing the cat money course, you get to see the whole picture. You know, for some of you, that's, that's, that's fine. For some of you, that's a little bit of a scary thought, maybe. But you know what happens when you get the whole picture is you also get really powerful, practical tips for how you make the whole thing balance and how you can just enjoy spending what God has given you without that anxiety of, a, do I, can I really afford this? Is that money really in my bank account? And you know what? You might do it and plan out your budget and go, there's still a bit of a gap there. But how much better is it when you know that you need to pray for 236 pounds? You know, it takes it from this kind of nagging, not really sure, doesn't feel right, things don't quite add up, to something specific that you can pray over and give to God and actually turn your heart to trust in him for what you need. There is something powerful about knowing and there's something powerful about knowing what you need to pray for. And so there's the first question. As you put yourself on this spectrum, I want you to ask, how do you feel when you think about your finances? How would your life change if you got that 46 minutes of sleep back each night? If you were able to move one step further in this direction? Now, my second question, are you making the most of what you've been given? Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Yeah, Pastor, as I love that scripture that you bought as we we're reflecting on money. I very nearly took it to speak on today because you know what? We have to recognize none of it's ours and all of it's his. All of it is a gift from him. All of it is from him to us. And it's not just that he gives it to us and it's ours. You know what? It's still his. He gives it to us to manage. You know what? And so, yes, he gives us to enjoy. He's a good, good father. And he blesses us with finance so that we can live a joyful and abundant life. But also, he gives it to us to manage on his behalf. And so, as we look after what is his, I want to ask you, are you making the most of what you've been given? Because you know what? We're all so different and so unique. And we think about money differently. And actually, we need to understand the way that we in our hearts relate to money if we're going to make the most of it. And that understanding is so useful. You know, I want to take you through a little exercise now. This is a sort of sample from the Cap Money course. And it just gives you a bit of a taste over what it includes. Um, so if we could bring up the next slide on that first question. Um, that would be amazing. So just the next, yeah, great. So um, what I want you to do, I'm going to give you three questions, and I want you, in your mind, to pick whether this is you always, often, sometimes, rarely, or never, and just kind of note the number uh, down in your head as you go. So here's that first question. Is, um, I make sure I have a voucher when I go out for a meal. You know, just, just, is that you always, often, sometimes, never, rarely? Just, uh, just, just look, make a little note of that number. There's going to be three. You'll add them up. Bit of, bit of math practice here. So make a note of that number for yourself. Great. 
And on to the next one. So number two, this next slide there. Great. I love to work on my budget. Okay, is this you always, every month, without fail? Often, sometimes, never? There are rarely, there's no right or wrong answer here. This is just about understanding your temperament when it comes to money, all right? So again, just, just make a little note of that number. What is it? Um, just have a little look. Um, and let's look at the next one as well. Third question. I feel it's worth spending my money on luxury items. Again, there's nothing wrong with this. Hey, sometimes it is a gift from God for us to enjoy. But again, just, just write it down. Always, often, you notice here, they kind of they flip round, um, and on the other one. So just note down the number that's next to the word for you. Add them up. Right now, I want you to, to, to turn to someone near you. So basically, if your score is like 10 to 15, that means you are a, a super saver. You love saving money. You love um, storing it up. And there are some really good things about that, and there's some things to be kind of careful of as well. And if you're not to five, then you love spending and you love enjoying it. And that's great too, but there's things to be careful of. And there's five to ten somewhere in the middle. So just turn to someone next to you and share your, your score of where you come out. Just share your score. Great. You know, this one is especially fun if you have a spouse or partner or you manage your finances with someone else. Right. Great. So hopefully you've all shared now. You've got that sense of spender or save. You shared it. So me and my wife, when we do this, she comes out as the spender and I come out as the saver. <laughs> There we go. We, we, have separate, we, we have our own little separate pots so we can save up for individual things and then most of it join. Uh, but this was really helpful because we went, actually, you know what? I love, we've we got a house recently and it's kind of a doer-upper and there's things that we need to do on it. And I love saving up so that we can get this house just like we want it. But my wife, she loves travel. She loves to go and see places and experience parts of God, God's creation. And we have very different priorities sometimes when it comes to money. You know, and this is so good just to help us just take a second look at our different priorities and understand each other and then build a budget together that really works for both of us. Um, so whether you manage your finances with someone else or if it's just you, the Cap Money course is so good because you figure out what your priorities are, what the great things about that and what the problems are with it. Because you know what, if you're a saver, sometimes you can hoard it up and you can fall into that trap of building bigger barns to store it. And sometimes there's a faith thing that God needs to break in on you there. And sometimes if you're a spender, God actually wants to say, I want to bless you with some things, but you need to save for them first. You know, so there's things on both sides. If you understand that, you'll shape your budget accordingly. You'll be able to hear from God about what he wants you to say to you on that. And in the Cat Money course, you actually put it all into practice. So you write out a budget. You have totally private online tools that only you can see that you get to go away and actually construct what you want your finances to look like. And you know what the great thing about it is? Is sometimes you look at it and you go, there's an unused subscription here. Oh, you know what? Actually, I could renegotiate that contract. 
I could probably spend about £10 less you know, a month on my groceries if I planned a little bit better. There'll be things that you notice that actually are going to help you maximize what you have. If I gave you a prophetic word today that God wanted to give you a 10% pay rise, I bet all of us would be saying yes and amen to that. I want to give you a prophetic word today that God wants to increase the money available to you for spending and saving and giving by just having a really careful look at your finances. And he wants to bless you in that way. And you can do that by coming along on the Cap Money course. So that second question, are you making the most of what you've been given? And I want to just pause here in a second. I'll get on to the third question in a little moment. Because I want to be real, but the Cap Money course is about helping you make the best choices for you with the money that you have, whether that's a little or a lot. But sometimes the truth is, no matter how carefully you plan, there aren't any good choices there. Sometimes money's tight. Sometimes you have really high debts. And for whatever reason, that's going to really make your finances a challenge. Maybe the work has dried up, a loved one is ill, the cost of living just keeps coming up, and that debt or cost of living, it feels like it's going to overcome you like a rising tide. And truthfully, right now, there are 1.5 million people in the UK in what you call destitution. That means that the tide of debt and life and living costs has risen up and is overwhelming them. And destitution, what does that even mean? It's got a very specific meaning. And as I say this, actually I want want you to ask yourself, do you know someone who this might have applied to? Can you picture someone in your neighborhood that this might be the case for? Destitution means that you lack at least two of the following things in the last month. A place to sleep. Literally, somewhere just to rest your head at night. Destitution may mean that's what you lack. Destitution may mean that you don't have food to eat. Missing multiple meals, days on end, every month. Destitution may mean you don't have heating or lighting for five or more days. There's no money to put on the meter. You can't keep up with the bills. Destitution may mean you don't have appropriate clothing or footwear. Or you see someone and you think, man, it's cold to be out without a coat today. Or destitution might mean that you just lack basic toiletries like soap or a toothbrush. You know, I brushed my teeth this morning. I... I took that for granted. The thought that when you brush your teeth this morning, that's not something everyone was able to do. It just blows my mind. And you know, 1.5 million people, it's kind of abstract. So I really want to break that down. And I did some research. And if this is wrong, don't tell me. Tell me afterwards, all right, because you'll ruin it otherwise. <laughs> so if we got everyone together that lives in Withenshaw, Wikipedia, authority sources that, tells me that is 110,000 people. Whole population of Withenshaw is not nearly enough. You know what? You'd have to add in 
all the people that live in the whole district of central Manchester. That's 510,000 people. And then you need to go to Stockport, 290,000 people. And then you need to go all the way over to Trafford and back to Thameside and through the whole of Salford to get to that 1.5 million people. 1.5 million people in our nation. So if you got on the M60 with me and drove around the whole of Manchester, through central Manchester, Withenshaw, Stockport, Trafford, Thameside and Salford, every house that you drove past would represent the 1.5 million people in destitution in our nation. And you know what? That is not the fullness of life that Jesus talked about. That is not the heart that God has for his children. That is not the life that he wants people to be in. And CAP exists so that churches like you can be helped in yourselves with managing your money through the CAP money course and so that everyone can max out their finances to be able to give, save and spend in the way that God would have them. But more than that, so that together, partnering with local churches like you, we can reach out to those that are stuck in a mire of debt. We can reach out to those who've been unemployed for years and years and can't seem to get back on the ladder. We can reach out to those struggling without essential life skills or hung up on life-controlling habits. And we can say, in our God, with Jesus and with good practical help, there is hope. And CAP exists because that is our heart for the church, to help churches with the practical tools they need to draw alongside people in that situation. And so just to, just to land that, I want to introduce you to someone called Tina. Um, Tina represents you know, those 1.5 million people in the UK in destitution. But also, if you are here today and that is your situation, and you know what? Actually, it's not just that I want to be a little better with my money. I'm really struggling. Then I want you to watch Tina's story and get some hope. That God has a plan and that hope and change is possible for you. So let's watch Tina's story together. My neighbours didn't know what situation I was in. To walk past the house, no, you wouldn't know. The only thing you think is, oh, that person keeps their curtains closed. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. The one thing I didn't want was to be judged. You put a front on to people. I won't have a cup of tea because I've only got a quarter of a pint of milk that's got to last me a week. You make excuses. Oh, the boiler's not working today, so I can't put the heating on, sorry. Oh, the bulbs are blown, sorry. I'd go around and take the bulbs out. My bedtime became sort of four or five o'clock in the evening because I couldn't read by the lights I had and or do my cross-stitch or anything like that. Collect the post once in a blue moon, big pile of letters, and it, we want this, we want this, we want this. You can't have it, there's just nothing 
lived. You don't see an end. And as much as people tell you there's an end, there isn't. You're living, not day to day, I was living minute to minute. And the only answer I could see was, if I'm not on this earth, you can't get anything from me. Over one and a half million people haven't got enough food to eat, heating for their home, or even a place to call their home, right here, right now in the UK. Poverty is in every community, often hidden behind closed doors. I know what it's like to not have enough to feed your children. I know what it's like to have to leave home. And that's why I started CAP 23 years ago. We offer award-winning debt counselling. We have job clubs and we offer courses that help people with life skills and dependencies. Every one of our life transforming services is run in partnership with a local church just like yours. Whenever CAP partner with local churches, lives are transformed and poverty is relieved. Every year together, tens of thousands of lives are touched by the work of CAP and the local church. But most importantly, around a thousand people choose to respond to Jesus. On her own, Tina had absolutely no chance of resolving her debt situation. But once the local church and Cap were on the scene, things began to change dramatically. It was a relief when Ruth came home because for once it was someone that wanted to listen to me, that wasn't getting paid to listen to me. And I sobbed, I broke my heart. She then said, right, we're gonna help you here. They will sort you a budget out that gives you money that I can go shopping where I could open the post and just put it in an envelope and send it to Ruth or keep it for her next visit. Such a relief to be able to get up in the morning and open your blinds and your curtains and you see sunlight instead of a dark room. You know, and I remember going to church after I went there. You know right? Yep. I went there free the other day. Yeah, and you know, and everyone was genuinely pleased that I'd done it as well. And through the coach journey, I started going to my local Baptist church. And it started restoring my faith. I got baptised, and it was like a piece of my wall that I'd put up came down, but also another weight got lifted with the support of my father and the support of the churches and the people around me. I can now start rebuilding my life. Now, a couple of months ago, I was on the, the phone with, with Tina, um, and I remember her asking me, oh, what's, what's the reaction been like to, to my story in churches? And I think that about sums it up. What amazing strength. What a beautiful woman. What an amazing God can take, can take what seems broken and lost and dark and shine light and bring hope and new life in. And, you know, every day we process at our head office literally 
bin bags full of posts that clients send us. You know, sometimes on a first visit with someone like Tina um, in our debt help service, we visit clients in their homes. Um, they'll have waited about three years before calling us because they struggle to tell, tell anyone about the issues that they have. And they will have collected a bin bag full of envelopes. And the relief that they feel as they hand that over and say, look, here's the mess. Here's the struggle. Here's, here's all of what's going on. And what we do is that our, so the local church, they meet someone like Tina in their home. They offer a listening ear, that first glimmer of hope. They take that bin bag full of posts and they send it to us at our head office. And what we do is we turn it into a few A4 sheets of paper of hope. A budget, that's right. A budget that shows a way out of debt, whatever that is. We have floor upon floor of teams of specialist debt advisors that are incredibly good at helping people put their lives back together. We don't pay people's debts for them. What we do is we give them a plan and say, here you go, let's walk together and help you put your life back together. And every single year, over two and a half thousand families like Tina because of churches like you and people that give to enable the whole thing to happen, find freedom from debt. It's chaos into a next step. It's depression, anxiety, and suicide turned into hope. And you know what? There's actually a church um, that does this, that covers the Withenshaw area as well. Um, they, I think they do central Manchester, so they've got quite a big remit. But last year, they visited 42 families struggling with debt in their homes, quite a few of them in Withenshaw. They offered them free help. They invited them to church, and they offered a prayer, which was accepted every time to all 43 of those families. You see, nothing we do at CAP is without the love of Jesus and good practical help together. We always offer to pray. We always say, let us help you with your practical issues, but let us offer you some spiritual food and hope as well. And in this last year, 13 families actually became free in this area. That's right. 13 families free from debt. And that includes, I love this, I'm just going to read this from the, the team at Withenshaw that sent it to me. That includes an elderly gentleman that had been working with Cap for four years to repay his debts. And a lady who was told she wouldn't be able to be debt-free until 2,396. She was told it was going to take 376 years to get debt-free. That is a life sentence. Well, no more. Our God is a God of freedom and restoration. He is a God that takes our debt and makes something new and good. And so I could say, as well as the Cap Money course, this course that is for everyone, that helps all of us be better with our money, there is this debt help for those that really need it. And not only that, we also do these things called group services. One of them is called a job club that are all about what happens over a table and a plate of food. You know, I'm so excited for your Alpha course. Who here is excited for Alpha? Yeah. yeah. 
Some people are going to discover Jesus and they're going to do it over a hot meal and fellowship and encouragement. And that's what we do with our job clubs. I actually help out a job club um, every other Tuesday evening that runs out of my church. And I love it because we get to sit down over normally pie and chips. That's the usual, um, nice and simple to put it in the oven. We have about 30 people, so it's quite a big crowd to feed. Um, and we put it in the oven, and people come in at 5 p.m. And over on one side, we've got three computer terminals where they can kind of tweak their CVs and work on what they need to. But you know, the most thing happens over a coffee, the most important thing, it happens over a coffee and two sugars. That's the usual order for our crowds. As we get to sit down with them, and they rediscover their confidence. They learn some new skills. Actually, they realize I'm worth something. Because if you've ever experienced a few months, even a few years out of, out of work, you know, it wears you down. If you've ever spent a few years out caring for children and you're going back into the workplace, sometimes there's some worry there about what do I have to bring. And we get to sit down with people and tell them, you have skills. You are valuable and worthwhile. And everything CAP does is about equipping churches like you with these practical tools so you can offer a solution to people in your community that are struggling. And you know, over last year alone, we had over 800 responses that we know of to Jesus. People that said yes to him. And whatever their situation, and I believe this might be a word for some of you today, that no one is beyond the redeeming power of God. And so as I start to finish up now, you might remember there was a third question. Hopefully you've got a picture of what CAP does now, as well as the money course, these other things to help those in deep need in communities like this. And I want to read a scripture from uh, Proverbs, from the Message Version. And I think this goes to the heart of money and life and all of its fullness. You see, some of you might have been saying, Peter, actually, I do maximize my money. I do sit down with my budget every month. And actually, I feel completely free from worry when it comes to money. Amen and hallelujah. I'm glad that that is you. In the message version of Proverbs 11, it says the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. And I want to ask you today, are you living a life of intentional and joyful generosity where your world gets larger and larger and you feel abundantly blessed? Now, Cap is 24 years old, and a few years ago, our founder wrote the story of how it all started. Um, I've got a team here actually with me. Um, if Phil and Sheila, if you could just stand up briefly for me, just so people can know who you are. Is amazing people locally involved with CAP. Could one of you just get me a copy of Nevertheless from the back, please? I always do this, never forget. And if you could just grab me one of the forms as well, please, Phil, that'd be great. So a few years ago, I founded John Kirkby. He wrote the story of how CAP started. And let me tell you, if you want a challenging, faith-filled read, then this is what you need. If you've been thinking... How does really rigorous planning of money and total sold-out faith in God connect up? You need to read this book. I tell you, the faith as they prayed in money month on month on month 
and they waited and it didn't come through and they took risks and they cried out to God. This will challenge you when it comes to generosity and faith and living. But let me tell you, it's so worth it. And in this book, there's this story of the first ever gift that was given to Cap. You might think Cap, this ministry that helps thousands and thousands of people and partners with 500 churches in the UK, that also exists in Australia, Canada and New Zealand, and now the United States doing exactly the same thing. You might think it was a big gift. It was £10. It was a £10 note that started this ministry. You know, and I often wonder to myself, how would it feel to be the person that gave that £10? When you get the newsletter that landed just a few weeks ago, talking about the thousands of families that were helped in 2019, when you see a video like Tina's, how would it have felt to be the person that gave that gift. And doing the Cap Money course will give you the tools and the opportunity to think about what it looks like to put generosity at the heart of your finances. Just to take that time again towards the start of the year to say, God, how do you want me to be generous? Matthew In Matthew 6, 21, Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And if you want a generous heart that loves the things that God loves, then you need to make an intentional choice to put your money in that place that you want your heart to grow in. So let's get that spectrum up again in our minds, all the way from not so great to kind of okay to pretty fantastic. As I've asked you, those three questions. How do you feel about your finances? Are you making the most of what you have? And are you living a life of intentional, joyful generosity? Where are you putting yourself on that spectrum? And what would happen if you took one step forward into less worry? One step forward into making more of your money or one step forward into a life of joyful, intentional generosity. The Cat Money course is going to be happening here at Withenshaw Community Church on Saturday the 8th of February, 12pm to 2pm. That will be the first session and I think there will be two more sessions after that. And those three sessions can be absolutely life transforming. And I want to encourage you Regardless of where you are, will you take the opportunity to see what you can learn, to see what more God has for you when it comes to managing money? You will not have to share one word about your personal finances or share anything that you don't want to. Everything you can do in the privacy of your own home with a budget worksheet. You know, if you want some help or you want to bounce off ideas of people of how do I get this cheaper? How can I do this differently? How do I make this work? That's there for you. But you don't have to share anything. This is all about giving you the tools to work out your finances. And these sign-up sheets, they're going to be there at the back today. You have an awesome team of Diane, Mills, Heike and Chanda that have been specifically trained to help you do this cat money course and get the most out of it. 
Um, it's fun. We do these quizzes and activities. It's relaxed, and it could change your life. And let me tell you, if nothing else that I've said today convinces you, let me say this. You can't invite someone else to do this if you haven't done it yourself. And you know why that is? Because if you invite someone else to do this, not having done it, you're saying, oh, I think you kind of have some issues with money, but me, me, I'm sorted. I'm okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. But actually, if you do it, you can invite someone else in the future saying, I did it and I loved it. It was really cool. I learned something. I think everyone should do it. Can you, will you do it too? How different is that? How much more love comes from our heart when we make the invite that way? And so there you go. Hopefully, I've given you some reasons today to sign up for the Cat Money course. So, though, so as I come into land, first thing that you can do to respond today, put your name on that sheet at the back, really simple, and just say, I'm in. I want to see what I can learn. Number two, this book I mentioned, if you want something to challenge your faith, if you want something to learn what it means to be really diligent and yet faith-filled with your finances, let me tell you, this is for you. It's the story of how Cat went from nothing 24 years ago to be the international life-transforming charity that it is today. And you know what? This incredible book, I'm, I do not want anyone to give me a single penny for it. This is yours today. Mm -hmm. So yours today, completely free. The one thing that I want to ask you to do is if you're interested about CAP, I have so many pieces of paper on this, this is ridiculous, it's kind of fun, isn't it? Um, if you're interested enough about CAP to get this book, we'd love to share a little bit of what's happening with you about it so that you can pray and so that you can understand what's happening and you can be encouraged by more stories like Tina. So if you want that book, can I just ask each of you, hopefully you've got a form that looks like this, take it in your hand now, just so you can see what I'm looking at. So hopefully you've got one on your chair or you've been handed one on the way in. Awesome. Great. Flip it on the other side. Look at it with me. Section two says my details. All you need to do to get your free copy of that book is fill out a couple of details on that. Just section two. Um, and you don't have to give anything to get the book. So can you just turn to your neighbor and say, I don't have to give a penny to get this book. People get confused about that one all the time. You don't have to sign up for regular gift. You don't have to do anything. This is yours for free. Um, but we just love to share what God is doing through churches like you in partnership with CAP through that. Great. So that's number two. Please get your copy of that book. I'm on my third read of it. It is awesome. And third, I want to invite you today, as you saw from Tina's story, actually CAP is about so much more than helping Christians be better with the money. Now, that's really good. I love it. And don't get me, like, hopefully you know I want you to sign up for the Cap Money course in each and every one of you. But the bigger heart of Cap is for every church across the UK to have whatever tools and support they need to help people like Tina. So if her story has moved your heart today, I want to ask you, will you join over 30,000 others and become what we call a life changer? to give a regular gift to help more people like Tina. And let me say now, our heart is all about local church. So if you're not already giving here, could I encourage you to think about that before you think about this? And if you are, anything you give today, make it over and above anything that you give to this church. 
I became a life changer about eight years ago when I saw what's happening on the Isle of Wight in my AD church that I grew up in. When I saw lives mired in debt, apparently hopeless, discovering new life in Jesus, getting free, but also becoming disciples of him. And I thought there's nothing that excites my heart more than that. And CAP exists and tens of thousands of lives have been changed because of the faithful generosity of people like you. The average gift is about £15 a month. And the reason for that is that some people give £5 a month and others give £50 and everything in between. So if generosity for you today looks like £5 a month or even less, then thank you. You are not excluded. You have the opportunity to participate in this. And thank you for your generosity. For some of you, generosity today could look like £50 a month or more. If you do that, you'll join over 500 vision sponsors. And I'd love to chat to you afterwards about what that looks like. But look, whatever you give, whether it's £5, £15 or £50 a month, every single penny will be put to work. It will enable clients like Tina to receive life-transforming professional help like a route out of debt or support to find work. And always with the invitation to discover the hope of Jesus in their local church. Doing that is really simple. That same form that you fill out for the book, just put a tick box in section one that says that I'd like to give and fill in as many details as you can. If you don't have all your details or you want to give but you don't know how much, just tick it and put in some contact details and we'll give you a call in the week to sort out the rest. And just make sure to tick yes and the red boxes at the top so that we can keep in touch with you. So I want to pray for us um, as we think about our response to this. God, thank you that everything is yours, that the cattle on a thousand hills are yours, that everything on this earth is yours. God, I pray for us as we think about our money, that you would help us prayerfully live a life that is generous, free of worry, and making the most of what you've given us. God, I pray that those today that are struggling with money would feel encouragement that there is hope and know that there is always a way forward and that each of us, you would bless and provide for our daily needs. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. We hope you've been inspired and challenged by this message. For more information about Withenshaw Community Church Manchester, please visit withenshawcommunitychurch.org.